morning, my awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having a wonderful, blessed, safe Memorial Day today. And again, we look back and we honor those who have fallen and died and shed their blood, essentially, for the protection of freedom and liberty of this great country. And again, I want to support everybody and families that have, you know, had loved ones and that have been involved in that over the last hundreds of years now, as our history has shown us that ideals are peaceful, but history is violent. And in most cases, it's very difficult to maintain freedom and liberty without violence. And we've seen that very, very clearly now in the last couple of years. So, again, hope everyone's having an awesome Memorial Day. And I encourage people today to also remember the reasons why not just we celebrate Memorial Day and look back at it in remembrance, but also, too, why it is our duty to maintain, to keep to hold on to the rights that we have and that we've been basically given as pretty much trust fund, trust fund babies. I've told you guys that before, that analogy. In this country, remember why it's so important that we do not hand them over. I, I had a friend of mine send me an article over the weekend, and it was from Apple News. And it was this big opinion piece about how Australia is this now bastion of hope and safety because in 1996 they had a mass shooting and they decided to do something about it and they went in and they banned pretty much all semi-automatic weapons period they went in and they bought them back they destroyed them they made it illegal they did all kinds of different laws on the books to pretty much make it a very very significant crime if you get caught with any type of firearm other than like you know an over and under shotgun or you know a bolt action rifle that's registered for hunting and so forth it was interesting as i read the article i was just kind of laughing and then all of a sudden literally it wasn't probably 20 minutes later i was going through the news and then suddenly suddenly i stumble across the article that just came out from the rise melbourne times and it states that australia is now looking at enacting what they're describing as the replacing the Emergency Management Act and essentially going with a new bill that will be even more aggressive than this, and Parliament's looking to actually pass it. And it's going in detail, stating that if anyone violates COVID mandates and restrictions that are put into place, it will be a penalty of a $75,000 fine and a two-year two year jail term <laughs> if, if they do not comply with any and all mandates that the state and country puts into place at all points in time, including mask wearing. So essentially, you're going to have the Gestapo walking around now arresting people and throwing you in prison if this bill passes in Australia for simply not wearing a dog muzzle on your face. And I just kind of giggled when I read this Apple News, and I went, yeah, that's that's about right. That's pretty much exactly what happened in Australia. They allowed this to happen, and this is what's occurring. And New Zealand, unfortunately, had the same thing happen in 2019. They had that mosque shooting where they came in and said, okay, two weeks later, we're banning all semi-automatic weapons. We're going in now, and we're stating and demanding everybody relinquish your weapons. Now, I did find out uh, over there in New Zealand – 
they had very little compliance rate with that. Now, I don't know how many people have been arrested for not turning guns in and so forth, but I know that New Zealand has not been nearly as compliant as Australia was. And I look at these things, and it just slaps every single person that has fought and or died for this country in the face by demanding that law-abiding citizens should absolutely, unquestionably relinquish their God-given right to defend themselves and their country because some politician <laughs> that gets massive amounts of security detail, in most cases with machine pistols on a regular basis, tells you that you don't have a right to have security, but they have a right to have security. And it makes you question everything you keep hearing. You know, I had somebody else send me another article over the weekend about this shooting in Texas. And again, my, my condolences to the family. But my goodness, why in the world are we hearing like five different stories about this thing now? I mean, I, I've read numerous news articles now that they're contradicting themselves, which is very strange to me because the last time I remember hearing this <laughs> was the Las Vegas shooting. There were multiple different stories that kept coming out and multiple different reports, and nobody was basically keeping the same story straight. You know, if you're in an incident, if you are defending your home or your family, you're pretty much going to have one very linear account of the incident. You're going to remember key specific points. There's not going to be much to forget, and there's not going to be much to deviate from. Just, that's it. That's what happened. The only time you start seeing narratives unwind and numerous stories start to occur, in my opinion, is when you start having lies interjected into the story. And people start becoming involved in the story that are not involved in the actual incident, but yet they're saying they are involved in the incident. I see now the sheriff down there in Texas, he's stating that, well, it was a mistake not to go into the school. It was a mistake. The kid was shooting for 12 minutes, allegedly, outside of the school at basically a funeral home. First off, I'm not even going to respond to how horrific of a response time. That is 12 minutes. Kids outside with allegedly an AR-15 shooting frantically at a funeral home for 12 minutes. Nobody arrived on the scene. Now we're hearing that there was a security guard on the scene, and he didn't see the kid. He drove past him. Then we also hear that there was nobody at the school. And the kid shot for 12 minutes, and then he went in, and then basically two guys came in and got shot and then ran out. Now I've also heard another report stating that basically the kid got shot outside, and there was somebody else in the school shooting as well, and he barricaded himself in. I don't really know what to believe anymore with this story, guys, because as I said before, generally when an incident occurs – there's a pretty significant clear-cut story that goes along with it. Most people's stories don't deviate from it if they were involved in it. This is what you remember. This is how you remember it. You may have a little little different viewpoint, okay? but these aren't different viewpoints. We're talking like whole different storylines about what happened over there. Very, very disturbing and troubling to say it at the highest level. And then again, we see the story where this guy with an AR-15 goes to this graduation – and a law-abiding concealed carry holder, female, shoots the guy in the face and kills him on the spot. Kudos to her. I give her a standing ovation. She obviously was trained to handle herself exactly how I encourage people to be. But yet, that's made very few news. 
then we have this incident that occurred over here in Orlando, which <laughs> dad touched base on that. He was actually at the mall with this shooting over the weekend. And uh, this guy basically got in a gunfight with law enforcement right outside the Millennium Mall and then ran over to the uh, Olive Garden where he was shot by another cop. And you kind of start wondering the question, are these things is it happening because you're seeing people start to lose their mind? Is it because 5G starting to turn up? Remember this topic got brought up five, six years ago with 5G. We brought it up, numerous other people brought it up, that 5G was going to start causing manic disorders, was going to start causing all types of different behavioral problems because it was specifically built for an active denial system in the military. That's what 5G wavelengths was designed for, active denial, less lethal wavelengths. And it's designed to essentially make people feel all types of different ways and push them back without having to use lethal force. Now we've got 5G towers literally riddling the entire country, which ironically, I'm still waiting for the faster internet. <laughs> I'm still twiddling my thumbs waiting for the light speed internet that we were supposedly supposed to have for 5G that I made fun of from the very beginning because I told you guys it was never going to happen. 5G was never about increased internet speed. Internet hasn't gone any faster at all. It was simply there is a weapons platform that is now being used as a lily pad for 6G. And you, you can you have to start wondering, is society starting to break down that fast? Is the 5G increasing the breakdown? Is the media and the COVID lies that they told everybody for two years, are they starting to have to affect? Or are these simply patsies like we saw in Texas? Very interesting situation with this kid. Suddenly he just finds himself with four to five thousand dollars in cash to go with no driver's license, by the way, no driver's license, and happens to go to a high-end gun store and go buy a Daniel Defense rifle with an EOTech and another AR and body armor and mags and ammunition, somehow gets back home <laughs> after he blew his four or $5,000 and then suddenly gets in another vehicle and drives to a school and starts randomly shooting. I'm telling you guys right now, I'm not believing the entire story at all they're telling us. There are so many holes in this, and the sad part about this is the families or children that were involved in this my condolences to them because this is so sad to see these incidents occur for the simple reason of trying to disarm the American populace. Because in my opinion, that's all this has turned into now. There's a full-blown disarmament campaign and trying to make people forget why we're the most armed country in the world and make people forget why so many fallen heroes fought and died to protect this country and maintain that right because they know it happens when tyranny ensues. And when firearms are taken from the civilian populace, what do you think, Dan? Well, you know, it's an interesting story because I was at the Florida Mall. Not it wasn't the Florida Mall; it was the Millennial Mall on Saturday with uh, your mom. And this is an, this is this is this is crazy. Let me just tell you the story. We're at the mall and we're running around. and We had lunch there, and we ended up basically uh, going to Victoria's Secret. Might as well tell you the whole story because Sharon needed some stuff. And uh, I don't particularly like Victoria's Secret, but some of the stuff they have there is what Sharon wears. And, you know, Lee Wexter is another weirdo who was involved with Jeffrey Epstein. He owns Victoria's Secret, so I have absolutely no interest in supporting that company. But we were in there, and so I was standing at the front door. Now, this you, you guys are going to find this <laughs> an intriguing story, to say the least. So we're standing – I'm standing at the front door. Sharon's in the back trying on stuff, and I'm speaking to one of the employees. And there was a picture of one of the new Victoria's Secret models, and she looked like a transgender, not making this up. And she looked just like a guy. 
And I asked the girl working in the front, I said, is this a guy dressing like a girl wearing Victoria's Secret lingerie? And she goes, well, no, that's a girl. And I said, how do you know that? <laughs> she says, well, that's what they're telling us. And I said, okay. Uh, and I said, you know, I have a real problem with this. And I, she said, what do you mean you have a problem with that? And I said, what if it's a guy? And she goes, well, what difference does that make? And I said, let me explain something to you. I said, I'm an alpha male. And she goes, what does that mean? I said, I protect my wife. I said, I, I, I'm, I'm a type A personality. I, I, I don't like looking at a guy who's dressed like a woman and thinking it's a girl and it's a guy. I said, I don't like that. To me, it's perversion and it bothers me. She says, well, why do you feel that way? <laughs> so I'm having this whole conversation with her. And then she tells me that her mom is a pansexual. Kid you not. That she'll have sex with anything. And then I start talking to her about Christianity because I'm, 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 I've had enough of this now. I start talking to her about Jesus. I talk, start talking to her about God. I start talking to her about the scriptures. I start talking about God being omnipresent. I start talking about the Old Testament as far as a man shouldn't dress like a woman. I'm doing all of this stuff. And I'm having this really in-depth conversation with her while Sharon's trying stuff on in the back. And suddenly she screamed. She had a two heads, two radio headset on, you know, one a year. And basically it was an active shooter in the mall. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So she screams at us. She goes, everybody to the back of the store. And the entire mall starts running in all directions. I mean, all these old people and young people and everybody. It's like this mat. Now I hear no gunshots. I'm standing right by the door. There's a giant cavern. This mall is huge. It's the Millennium Mall in Orlando. And I'm like, this is really weird. I, I don't hear anything. And she goes, get to the back, get to the back. You need to run. And I stepped back two feet and I thought, I'm not going to run. I said, I'm completely armed. I'm carrying a concealed weapon. I have a permit for this and I don't want to be in the back and be a victim. I don't like any of this. So what I did is I took cover between, between two wooden counters that were right by the front door. And I stood there. She goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm seeing what's happening. And she goes, you don't understand. You've got to go to the back. And by that time, the manager comes out, starts screaming, lock the doors, lock the doors. They have these giant glass doors, and they're folding them closed, and they're locking them. And I looked at the manager, and I said, do you do realize that if he shoots through these glass doors, that the doors are just going to break? <laughs> they, have, they provide absolutely zero protection. Oh, oh, it doesn't matter. Close the doors. So now I'm standing 15 feet away from the doors behind the two wooden counters. You know, the girl goes, aren't you scared? I'm like, no, I've been trained for this. And she looked at me kind of funny and goes, well, I don't understand. Get to the back. I said, no, I'm not going anywhere. I want to see what's going on. And so now the doors are closed. The mall's cleared out. Everybody's scattered. And so we're all standing there. Well, I'm standing there. Everybody else is hiding in the back. Sharon's at the back register. And they said, you've got to get in the back. You've got to get in the back. And she goes, no. She goes, my husband's out front. This will be fine. <laughs> That's what she said. And, and uh, I said, I'm standing there. All of a sudden. You know, about five minutes later, they come out and they open the doors. They say, okay, we think it was false alarm. <laughs> I started laughing and I said, no offense. I said, but that was a little bit of an overreaction. I mean, there's never even a gunshot. Well, somebody saw somebody with a gun. And I'm like, nah, I doubt that. And I said, this is stupid. And so then we leave, right? And we go to the front and then the, all the exits of the mall, but one are closed. I have no idea why they did that. Maybe they're trying to prevent the person who was quote unquote the perpetrator from leaving. But there is one exit that's closed, and there are Orlando police everywhere. I mean, if you got if you if you're involved, if you have Sharon's St. Brower Instagram account, I videotaped our leaving the mall with the police everywhere and the traffic jam that it caused, and uh, we'll, we'll repost that again today. The video that Sharon took for you for those of you who didn't see it or need to sign up for the St. Brower account, and so 
we're leaving, and, and it's kind of crazy because now I pull over to a police officer who's leaving with us, and, and he was a Hispanic guy, a real nice guy. And I rolled my window down, and I said to him, I said, you know, did you ever find a shooter? He goes, well, we don't think there's a shooter. <laughs> I said, okay. And this is contrary to what Austin's talking about with whatever happened with this other shooting that was in Orlando. I'm not even sure what's going on. It's all so confusing. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you my side of the story. And so the, I looked at the police officer, and I said, uh, this has never happened in Polk County. And he goes, oh, you mean with Grady Judd? <laughs> I said, that's right. I said, this doesn't happen in our county. I said, you know, everybody's got guns in Polk County. He says, you need to tell these limp-wristed weirdos here in, in Orange County, because it's a big, huge, limp-wristed weirdo capital of Florida. I said, you need to tell them to get armed up. I said, stop running to the back of the store behind glass doors. He just started laughing. He goes, yeah, it's a problem up here. And I said, this is just nuts. And uh, and so we drove off. Now, mind you, this is interesting. This is a sidebar. So that night, this is, this is Saturday night, late in the afternoon. This all happened. And, uh, and I'm just – so I go to bed. I'm not thinking much about it. But, boy, did I have an adrenaline dump. Because when I was standing there doing what I was trained to do behind cover, now, I never brandished my weapon. I never pulled my weapon out because I didn't hear anything. And I didn't see anything. I just stood there behind those counters. Uh, my adrenaline went up. I felt my heart starting to pound in my chest when the adrenals kicked in. And I thought, wow, that feels pretty good. I said, my heart's kicking pretty good. I'm, I'm wide awake. I'm alert. And, I mean, I was alert. I mean, alert, alert, alert. I was as alert as I was when I was attacked by a Doberman about 25 years ago in our backyard, one that had already put one person in the hospital and bit two other people, and uh, it was a neighbor's dog that was absolutely vicious, and I had to shoot the dog because it attacked me. And I was I was incredibly alert that day too, and the adrenals were so strong that you know it's that flight or fight syndrome that you run into. That I got into the gym later on after that had happened. I was extremely strong. I mean, I felt like an anti gravity wave had hit me in the gym. Well, I didn't realize that same thing had happened to me because I didn't work out on Saturday because, you know, I'm almost 70 years old. And uh, I laid down, you know, about 11 o'clock to go to sleep. And I had to get up that morning to go on a flight, which is I'll tell you that story in a minute because we're up here in St. Louis right now. And uh, I laid there. I'm staring at the ceiling. I am completely and totally awake from all that, all that adrenaline. <laughs> so it was a like a five melatonin night for me. I probably got one hour's worth of sleep. Had to get up at five o'clock in the morning to catch a flight. And I thought, wow, that's that's crazy. So when I got to the hotel up here in St. Louis yesterday, I went ahead and took about a two-hour nap because I was still wore out from the night before from that mall incident. But just to finish that story, this is why we tell you to train. This is why I take weapons classes with Austin. This is why they taught us how to shoot from behind cover. Because when this stuff happens to you, you have to know how to respond. Now, was there a possibility there was a live shooter? Yes. Would there, was there a possibility that I would have had to be engaged in that? Yes. Was there a possibility that I would have basically gotten shot? Well, the answer is yes to that too. But here's the deal. I'm an alpha male, like a lot of you guys are. And a lot, like a lot of you ladies that are listening right now are alpha males, like this lady who shot this other perpetrator the other day. We don't have to walk in fear. We don't. We absolutely don't have to walk in fear. Now, yesterday, I'm here in St. Louis, and it's pretty sketchy in some of these areas in this town. So I call up one of my friends here in town because I have a concealed weapons permit that's also recognized in Missouri. And I said to my friend, I said, do you mind if I borrow one of your Glocks, one of your handguns? He said, no, 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 I'll get it to you right away. I said, thank you. I said, I feel like I'm naked because I had no check-in bags. I only had carry-on luggage, so I couldn't bring a gun on the plane, obviously. So that was that whole experience in bringing you up today here. Now let me tell you about TSA. 
This was unreal. I have, now I have not flown in about four years because I refuse to play the COVID two-step dance. I don't like that dance. I don't like the masks. I don't like the lockdown. I don't like any of it. You know how we are on the show, and it is, and we do, we do not play that game. I mean, what what you get with me on this show and what you get with Austin on the show, this is not an act. There was another guy who got in a lawsuit a few years ago and said his entire show was an act. This is not an act. This is who we are. This is our real personalities. And I won't play the COVID, two, the COVID two-step dance. I don't like that dance. And so uh, we're getting to we, – so we basically get to the airport two hours and 15 minutes early <laughs> before the flight leaves. We are literally at the airport hotel for the night in Orlando. So we had like a, like a six-minute drive to, our, to, our, to the entrance. We get there, and there are literally – 2,000 people in line. I'm not even, this is not an exaggeration. It was wrapped around both directions of the airport. I, I could not believe it, how many people were in line. And I thought, wow, it's like six in the morning. Well, then I said, well, we have TSA pre-check, so we're good. So TSA pre-check line was short. We walk up to it and they said, you don't have TSA pre-check. I said, yeah, they said, no, you don't. Well, come to find out my TSA pre-check had expired like three months ago. <laughs> so if you've got TSA pre-check, make sure that you get it taken care of. And make sure it doesn't expire. And so we, so, I, so now I had this dawning thing of being behind 1,500 people in line. So I thought, this is insane. I said, we'll never make the plane. We'll never get, she goes, well, it's 45 minutes on this side, 45 minutes on this side. It's at least an hour and 20, hour and 30, hour and 40 minutes. Well, now it was, I was literally less than two hours for the plane to leave. I thought, this is awful. Well, they had another line. It was called clear. Now it was one of the things you had to sign up for. It was, it was a 14 day trial, that kind of stuff. And so we went ahead and did that, and we got in probably in about 30 minutes. And so we, we made our flight. But then we had to go through the groping, the, uh, the genitalia groping, because <laughs> I refused to go through an X-ray scanner. So when I tell you guys that I don't do this, it's because I don't do this. So I told the guys, I'm not going to do that. My wife says, I'm not going to do that. They said, well, you have to stand over here behind this line. Do not pass this point. We're going to send a, we got TSA female or TSA male over to, to grope you, to look at you, boy and girl. And I said, okay, all right, that's, that's fine. That's fine. We'll stay here and be groped. And so by that time, they said, is this your bag? And I said, yeah. You have an iPad in your bag. I'm like, yeah, I do. I have an iPad. You have to remove the iPad. So I'm surprised they didn't use the word boy. You have to remove the iPad, boy. I but they didn't say that because I know a lot of people don't like being called boy. I don't particularly care for it either. And, and so I just, I kind of just said, okay, this is just okay. This is crazy. And so I went ahead and went back to my bags. Now remember, I'm not TSA pre-checked, so I had to take my shoes off. So now I'm walking on this super nasty floor. I'd forgotten I had to take my shoes off because I thought I had TSA pre-check. I didn't have any socks on. Now you say, well, yeah, I can't believe you don't wear socks. Then. Hey, that's another point. Don't worry about it. Leave my foot hygiene to, my, to me, please. <laughs> and so what happens is I'm walking around this nasty floor without shoes on. I have to walk back over my bags, pull my iPads out, and then they push them back through. And I said, well, okay, we'll do it this way. And so now my iPads are fully exposed while I'm being groped. So I don't want somebody to grab them, right? So Sharon basically got to go get groped first because she'd have an iPad in her bag. And so then I got, then I had my groping which include patting down of every body part you can possibly imagine, which is pretty sick. And then uh, finally I get my shoes back on, and I think to myself, wow, not only is it as bad as it was, it's gotten worse <laughs> as far as flying commercial. And for those of you who fly commercial for your jobs, you know I'm not making this up. I highly recommend to you that you never go through Orlando Airport. And, that, and the sad part about this was I realized at that point that though we have slammed Disney for their transgender promotion and all the other things they've done, that they have not slowed down on their 
theme park attendance. I mean, nothing slowed down. They've gotten unbelievably expensive, but nothing slowed down because people from all over the world don't care about the transgender issue. It's just weird. It's like that girl at the mall. My mom's a pansexual. I mean, you know, she'll have sex with anything, wearing it like a badge of honor. And then she said to me, she goes, well, I'm 21 years old. She goes, I don't see anything wrong with transgenders or gays or anything. I think it's all really, really cool, and I'm glad everybody feels that way about everybody. I thought to myself, wow, what a decadent generation we've raised. And her mom was decadent. I mean, wow, how sick is this? But that was my that was my whole thing. So then we flew. And said, this is this is gonna this is gonna you guys are gonna laugh about this. So there's a really nice guy. He's a black gentleman who sat behind us. You know, we were flying business class. We got to use some points. And uh, we've got a black gentleman sitting behind us. Well, he has an 18-month-old little girl named Oxa. And so she sits down behind us with him, and she starts screaming. And, I mean, when I tell you this girl had a set of lungs, <laughs> she had a set of lungs. And she's screaming and screaming and screaming. We haven't taken off yet. And I looked at him. I said, dude, can you calm her down a little bit? He didn't have his wife with him. And uh, he goes, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm flying without my wife today. And if I said to her, I said, well, do you mind if my wife holds her? This is Sharon. And he goes, oh, will you please? And I said, no. I said, Sharon's really good with the kids. She's raised four children. And I said, uh, she'll do a good job with her. And so Sharon sat there. And if you have ST Brower Instagram account, you'll see Sharon holding this beautiful little black girl, beautiful little girl. And, uh, and we played with her. Her name was Oxa. And we played with her the entire time. And she was she was a joy. She was absolutely wonderful. I mean, we really enjoyed it. Now, some of you will say, why don't you just say she was a little girl? You said she was a little black girl. Okay, look, stop it. I'm not politically correct. I'm not, okay? I don't care what color she was. I'm just being descriptive on who she was. And uh, and the sad part about it was she was having problems with seizures because after the vaccine, it started happening, after the childhood vaccines. And then he said that we can't find anybody who wants to uh, work with us, with her, who won't force us to take the shots. So we had that whole conversation for an hour and a half. And he was from Haiti, really nice guy. And uh, the, the little girl was just absolutely precious. And so we had a – actually, Sharon had a really good time because, you know, she's been, she was a mama four times and helping raise the grandkids. So like we're supposed to do as a nuclear family. So guys, listen to me for a second. You know, we're all in this together. Treat one another with respect. And then I got up, to, up here to the St. Louis, and uh, I, I cannot believe the differing mindsets around the country. And the different liberal statuses of different people and different groups of people around the areas. And it's, a, it's like a cultural difference up in St. Louis. Now, there's some very nice people here, but there's some very weird people here, too. But then again, we have very nice people, very weird people in Florida, too. But that was my update up to this point with you guys. And then when I got up to have breakfast this morning at the hotel, they told me, we don't serve breakfast on Monday. <laughs> I the restaurants closed. And I said, okay, that's interesting. And so uh, it's been fun. So I'm coming to you live from St. Louis this morning on Memorial Day. And I want you guys to know that I love you and I appreciate you. Now, there's one thing I want to read to you real quick. And I'm going to go ahead and get the story back over to Austin. And, and I and I really got a, I really thought through this one this morning because I started reading it. And I thought this is really true. Now, this is a loss from the Lost Sense blog spot. I don't know who the author is. They didn't put the author's name on here. Here's what it said. In a world such as this, where every freedom is being relinquished, where every aspect of life is being controlled, where every state threat is a lie, where every truth is avoided, what will become of man? Power and control over large populations can only be achieved over time and initially in smaller steps. 
But as the progression of tyranny consumes the majority, extreme force will be more easily accepted. That's why I saw TSA on, on, on Sunday. All totalitarian, all totalitarian systems rely on voluntary servitude in order to exist. I'm going to repeat that. All totalitarian systems rely on voluntary servitude in order to exist. We saw this in the concentration camps in Germany because there are so many more of us than them. Once this state of willing cowardice, cowardness and indifference claims the population like a virus, this mass sickness of society will consume itself, and all that will remain will be a lie of slavery and misery due to dependence on the very masters who brought about the plot to control the people. Listen to this. You have accepted – now, this is not you. You guys are – I'm reading you what the article says. You guys, my listeners, have not done this. Also, listeners, we have not done this. But here's to the general population. You have accepted the lies. You have accepted self-imprisonment in your own homes. You have accepted the forced loss of your jobs and sustenance. You've accepted the abandonment of family and friends. You've accepted the wearing of deadly masks. You have accepted the mandates to self-mutilate with experimental bioweapon injections. You have accepted tyranny. You've accepted all of this and more without an effective fight. Now, the same ruling class of evil monsters, these Luciferian Kabbalist weirdos, that's basically who they are, that have feasted on your fears are taking away your food. They, the rulers and the governments who are compromised by these international banker cartel weirdos, are closing off farmland. They are prosecuting fake wars that will greatly harm the food supply. They are buying farmland to leave it dormant. They are killing and starving animals meant for food. They are closing off supply lines, and they are doing these things intentionally in order to bring you to your knees. What will you do when there's no food? Today, people, the general population, are simply waiting for their next false flag emergency. That's what I saw in the mall. I saw this on Saturday. Run, everybody, run. They were screaming. Multiple people had injuries because they twisted their knees and hurt their hips and fell and everything else running so fast because they thought they were having another false flag emergency. They're waiting for permission to be free. They are doing this without much resistance, mainly because resistance requires courage and acceptance of truth and, of course, self-responsibility for one's own being. That's what I had. That's what I did in the mall. I took self-responsibility for my own being. I've been trained to do what I was doing. While this mass apathy runs rampant, the evil that is controlling class is plotting to build a global government system and to take control of every aspect of life as we know it. Now, as far as the individual at the mall, if there had been a shooter on Saturday and I got involved, I was prepared. I had a Glock Model 30, 45 caliber. Now, the only thing I did wrong, listen to this, I did this wrong. I, I mean, I, I, I really did it wrong. I didn't have another magazine. I only had what was in the gun. I think a whole seven rounds. But I was still willing to protect my family and my wife and the other people who were willing to express their deviant sexual preferences in the mall. That's about as blunt as I can get. I was willing to protect them and put my life on the line to protect them and my wife who were standing behind me at Victoria's Secret huddled in the back of the room. See, this is because I was prepared and ready to go. They've even named it the New World Order. Now they basically, could, you call it the Great Reset. While this mass apathy runs rampant, the evil that is controlling class is plotting to build a global governing system, I'm reading this again, meant to take control of every aspect of your life as they know it, as you know it. They are doing this openly in the full view of all. The plots of the powerful, like Klaus Schwab of the world, economic form, the entire Davos crowd, and all the Kabbalist, Luciferian, sick Hollywood perverts, 
all of the top political classes of governments who have been unbelievably compromised via Jeffrey Epstein. I'm reading a book right now, Dead Men Tell No Tales. You guys need to read that, including presidents and rulers worldwide, the insanely rich who have stolen the money from everyone else, these insanely rich whores that control banking, huge corporate entities, agriculture, medical care, pharmaceuticals and technology, college admission boards are all on the board with the attempt to take over humanity. Of course, those that cling to the state narrative and the state-supporting fact-checkers who protect that narrative will call foul on all of those exposing the truth, like me and Austin and you guys. And given the gullibility of the masses, most will not understand what is going on until it's too late because they've been dumbed down with fluoride and tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin reuptake inhibitors and opiates. So let you know that. Among all of the other risks we face and all terror that has been especially obvious in the past two years, three years, we now are facing huge food and energy shortages in the near future and beyond food shortages that are being announced in advance by the same political class perpetrating this fraud. This purposeful attempt to outline what horrors are coming by the very perpetrators of the threat is psychological torture. This is all part of the MK Ultra program as a cover for planned nefarious deeds. The warnings are mere announcements for the state plot to destroy society and bring us into a new world order under the World Economic Forum and put us under Noahide laws and rule us and destroy us and behead us if we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and we consider him to be God. This is the group that runs the planet. Don't be surprised. This is that group. This druidic council, this really weird stuff that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. This is, as Jesus called it, the synagogue of Satan. Always remember that. That's who they are. And if we forget that and we allow our minds to wander and not realize that it's the witches and the weirdos and the warlocks. I've told you this hundreds of times on the show that are running the planet through the Kabbalist Luciferian network that has been here for millennial. Always remember, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, for he is the only answer. He's the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. And through him we can do all things, including standing against this, like I did on Saturday. I stood against it. I said, no. I'm not going to be a peasant. No, I'm not going to walk in fear. No, I'm not going to allow myself to be a victim. No, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to protect my wife and these people in this victorious secret, regardless of the consequences to myself. I'm going to stand here. And I did. Guys, be that person who stands. Be that person who realizes that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We're only here for a little while. We all leave this planet. None of us get out of here you know, in this body. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way, and we need to understand that and realize that we can do all things through Jesus and that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against these principalities, these things in the high places. Always remember that. Also, what do you think, my dear friend, and what's your next story? Well, you're exactly right. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I've constantly tried to encourage people is basically civil disobedience. It's just a fact of life right now. The more people comply, the more people they give in, the more inches that they give to this New World Order agenda, the faster things decline. This is why you've seen certain things where they try to push them, and the algorithms are going horrifically unfavorable for them. The noncompliance charts through the roof. People's response is very negative to it. And all of a sudden, they take a step back and they go, okay, we're going to have to rebrand this or wait a little bit and try to pump it out there a little bit further. You saw this with the Ministry of Truth that they put together. That's not over, by the way. That's that. That's just beginning. But they wanted to get people's perception on it when they first rolled it out and see the response. And they realized, okay, the people aren't quite responsive to this yet in a positive manner. We're going to have to take it a step back, regroup a little bit, and then turn around and you know start start doing this again in a different light. 
And that's what they did. They wanted to see how clown, how clown show they could go, how big of a clown show they could go. And they brought the stupidest, most moronic TikTok queen with zero credibility at all. Absolutely has no credentials to even be in a government position at all. And they state, oh, suddenly we found the new Ministry of Truth dictator, and this is who it is. And they got eviscerated for it. Eviscerated. I mean, there was not – even the liberals on the left (laughs) were not okay with this whole thing. And again, this goes to show you how far they're willing to take it. But see, there's other states that are already doing this and working on it on their own way. For example, California. They've now had their their theater queen, Gavin Newsom over there, You know, their, their theater queen. He likes to get on stage and do his little theater dance for everybody. And he's now stated, oh, I tested positive for COVID. I, I tested positive. It was 10 days after my second booster. I tested positive. But thank goodness I'm vaccinated and for treatments like Paxlovid. So he's telling everybody and bragging about how he's taking Paxlovid now. Now, I told you guys about this last year. Pfizer came in. They took ivermectin, and they basically gave it a facelift, tweaked it. Then all of a sudden, Pfizer comes out and says, we've made a brand new antiviral treatment. When you look at the research, it's literally facelift ivermectin. And they go, but we've patented it now. It's brand new revolutionary Paxlovid. Unbelievably expensive. Government's paying top dollar for it. Five-day treatment, just like ivermectin. And now California's taking a step further because they're doing this little Paxlovid push now with the theater queen Newsom. They've now got legislation for Bill 2098 as the medical misinformation bill. And if this passes in California, it will prohibit any doctor from freely providing medical advice, data, or treating their patients if Anything contradicts the CDC or FDA. They are not allowed to even discuss any treatments that are not approved by the FDA. So the only thing they can say now is you have to get your shot and you have to take Paxlovid if you catch COVID. Oh, and if you get really sick, you've got to grow remdesivir. If a doctor gets caught, if this bill goes into place, they will immediately be stripped of their medical license and be fined. Yeah, this is full-blown medical dictatorship you've got somebody that has spent years in school years training years going and doing all this and now you're saying you literally have to put a gag on if you do anything you're not allowed to even speak you cannot even speak of a treatment if it is not approved by the fda or we're going to strip you of your medical license this again is medical tyranny this is what happens when you start allowing tyrants to put laws on the books that are completely and totally opposed to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. This is why I've told everybody before, you have to be so careful about who you vote for. Not that I'm sure it makes a huge difference anymore, I'll be honest with that. At least on the local level, I think it does in most cases. But, you know, a lot of times people have been so frivolous over the last decade to basically just, oh, whatever, I don't know who it is, don't worry about it. And we've seen now the demise of what's happened because a lot of times nobody paid attention who was getting voted in and they were just full-blown communists. Now I'm waiting to see what Governor DeSantis' response is going to be down here in Florida because you now have Broward County, which is down there, Miami area, Miami-Dade, Broward County, that whole section, Fort Lauderdale. They have now gotten blasted 
because their Broward County Public School District has now put together a full-blown tranny student guideline and procedures, including promoting transgenderism to children and then also encouraging them to hide it from parents in any requests that parents have about their transition. Yeah, I, I, I read it. It's online. You can read it online. It's quite disturbing. It's called the Broward County Public School LGBTQ Critical Support Guide. That's what it's called. <laughs> and it states that children in grades 6 through 12, that they basically, before notifying any parent or guardian regarding the transition process, school staff should work closely with the student to assess the degree to which, if any, the parent or guardian will be involved in the process and must carefully consider the health, well-being, and safety of the transitioning student. Guys, this is this is guidelines for 6th to 12th grade. Yeah, 6th to 12th grade. 6th grade. Throwing that out there right now. These are kids that haven't even gone through puberty yet, in some cases. Yeah, this, this, this is what they're recommending right now. We need to make sure the well-being of the child is thought of first before we talk to their parents about them transitioning. This is down here in Florida, down in Broward, right now. Now, what's interesting about this as well, it goes on even further. <laughs> it outlines the staff must never use gender terms like girls and boys and must use preferred pronouns or affirmed first names. The document also says that students identifying as the opposite gender will have access to all restrooms – and locker rooms that correspond with their gender identity asserted at school, and that on field trips, if students are to be separated based on gender, the transgender student will be allowed to room with peers that match their gender identity. The guide also claims that the expression of tra transgender identity or any form of gender expansive behavior is a healthy, appropriate, and typical aspect of human development. This is perversion at its rawest form, right in front of your face, being indoctrinated to sixth graders in Broward County right now. Right now. Just like Dad said, the girl he talked to, Victoria's Secret, thought it was totally cool. It's trendy. It's totally cool, bro. You know, you got a dude dressing up in, you know, girls' clothes. It's totally cool, man. It's the cool thing. It's the current thing to like. No, it's not. Here's the weird part about this. And it's funny. I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. I majored in psychology in college. I had abnormal psychology, just like everybody else did that graduated. Very weird class. I think I got a C in it. I was happy to get that. Very strange. Interesting at some points, but didn't care for a lot of it. Goes through details of all the different types of ab abnormal psychological disorders. And I remember specifically <laughs> going into detail about gender dysphoria. At the time, the DSM-4 was out. I think the DSM-5 is out, and it still lists this. The DSM-4 was out then. And they went into detail in one chapter about different stuff like this and gender dysphoria. And it's a mental disorder. And I thought to myself, that was in 2007 I had that class. And I thought to myself, how far has society fallen? Because I'm sure they do not go over this discussion at all in abnormal psych anymore. I'm sure they probably ban this even out of the books. They won't even talk about it. And I thought, how far have we collapsed as society that this is something that's been on the table for, you know, 100 plus years, <laughs> developmental psychology and research. And now all of a sudden, we're not only <laughs> not classifying and stating that it's gender dysphoria, it's a mental disorder. We're now stating, as I quote right here, that the expression of transgender ideology and identity is a healthy, appropriate, and typical aspect of human development. 
This is what they state now in the new guidelines for this. Reassuring that young children, if they want to get involved in this, it is totally normal, totally healthy, and totally safe. Now, I have the million-dollar question of this because I've seen a lot of these these clowns on TV and news articles coming out stating that you know we need to be like Australia and Israel. I think Israel is what it was. In Israel, you can't buy a firearm until you're 27 years old, and you basically have a government ID in order to buy it. And they're talking about how Israel is so safe because – these young kids can't get a hold of guns and you know they're not they're not mature enough to buy a firearm they don't understand reality and they should not be allowed to own a firearm even though you can get drafted at 18 and i thought to myself so let me get this straight at 18 i can get drafted go to the military go serve in war combat but i'm not allowed to own a firearm as a civilian but an individual that's 10 to 12 years younger than me 8 to 10 years old Definitely is mature enough to start cutting off their appendages and start injecting testosterone and estrogen into their body because they're that mature to understand that they can basically go through this process and it's totally safe and healthy for them. But an 18-year-old shouldn't have the right to be able to defend himself. Yeah, that, that, that makes total sense. I mean we're all on the same page with that. Not This is what they're doing. Up is down, right is wrong, everything is inverted. Once they invert it, and I've said this before, once they get the vast majority of natural laws completely inverted, the younger generation will have no idea or concept about reality, nor will they have any idea about ethics and morals and biblical values because there are no laws. The natural laws don't exist. This is one of the reasons why they've pushed this in the school system, in the curriculums, and they're doing this to indoctrinate the kids, encourage them, encourage them to go in this direction so that this next generation that comes about will be so confused, so maimed, so completely and totally lunatic, they're not going to know what to do. I talked to a good buddy of mine yesterday. He works for a big chain company. I'm not going to put any names out there. I'm not going to get anybody in trouble this right now. This has been an interesting topic at a store, and there's a chick in there that has now transitioned to a boy. She actually has had a mastectomy. She had her, she had her boobs cut off. She's on testosterone therapy. She's, she's starting to grow a beard now. She still paints her fingernails, which is odd. She is completely and totally, I am a boy. She, I am a man. That's what she wants to be. She is, she is a man. She's a female. She's pretending she's a man. She's taking test injections. I confirmed this yesterday. He told me all about it. And... He said it was kind of a joke because they got in trouble apparently because they were pretty much giving the management a hard time because this dude has called into basically sick leave numerous times now because he or she is having menstrual cramps. And then when the management, they goes, nah, bro, it don't work this way, man. It doesn't work this way. She's either a dude and she's going to be a dude. Or she's a girl. She's not going to be a dude saying she has menstrual cramps and leave all of us on the line. And we got to pick up her slack because she wants to call in sick all the time because she's cramping. Doesn't work that way. And apparently, there's a big meeting about it. They've had a bunch of flack. They'd be <laughs> so <something> like, stupid. <laughs> yeah, you got to leave her alone, bro. You got you to leave him alone. We got to leave her alone. We're not really sure. Just leave it alone. <laughs> he said it's like a ongoing joke. He said, but it's not. They're taking it seriously. And he goes, this is the problem when you start going in and lo- going into this and saying, this is the new normal. This is reality. It's not reality. There's a fringe group of individuals that have been very, very confused at a very young age because they've been indoctrinated and they're going this realm now. So please, my friends, do everything you can to keep your children safe and protect them as much as possible. What do you think, Dad? 
you know, transgenders with menstrual cramps, girls pretending to be guys. I mean, this is like a whole different level of, you know, of, of, of law that's going to be implemented. Now they're going to put more and more. I mean, well, the transgender having menstrual cramps can only have menstrual cramps X amount of times per month while she's transitioning. I mean, what, what, what do you do with all this stuff? I mean, you know, it was interesting to me yesterday. The, uh, the gentleman who was sitting behind us with his daughter said, you know, the Bible says, he's quoting the Bible now. He says that in the end times, what's wrong will be right and up will be down. I said, that's exactly right. And that's where we find ourselves. Now, I know a lot of you guys, and you know, and I've had a couple of people kind of ask me about this. Well, what would have happened had you been shot on Saturday and had you died? Well, here's what would have happened if I had been shot on Saturday and I would have died. I would be with Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to be there anyhow when I check out. It's been a little bit quicker. Uh, you don't when, – when a patriot dies, a man or a woman who is doing what God wants them to do, and they check off the planet – and they leave with their boots on. Don't even grieve them because they've lived their life the way God intended us to live our lives. And they've died and they've left here with their boots on. Well, on Saturday would have been my tennis shoes. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. I had my boots on symbolically. And so this is the attitude we have to take. You know, we got to go all in. We can't this partial in, partial out. Remember the Bible says – in the, in, the, in the book of Revelations, you know, be hot or be cold, but don't be lukewarm. God doesn't like that. You're either in or you're out. And see, that's the thing that we all have to do as Christians. We have to stand our ground. We have to be in or we have to be out. But this lukewarm stuff doesn't work anymore. And, yes, it was very strange to me when I was talking to the girl at Victoria's Secret, and she's telling me that she's a Christian. She said that. I'm a Christian. But she's a pansexual like her mother. And then this – this is going to sound weird, but this real – Pretty girl walks in on Victoria's Secret, which is no surprise there. And this pansexual girl goes nuts as she's staring at this other girl. And I thought to myself, what a weird, weird world we're living in. But then I was told, when I was giving her the scripture and telling her the rules, and Austin said this too at the beginning of the show when he started talking about moral absolutes and rules and how there are certain things that we have to obey and certain things we're not supposed to obey. God didn't give us the Bible to torment us. He didn't tell you that as a man should never dress up as a woman and a woman dress up as a man because he was trying to be mean. He was doing that because he wanted you to know there are specific guidelines that if you as an individual will do, your life is going to go better for you. And that's the biggest problem that we have. These rules have been blurred, which is exactly what the Kabbalists wanted to do. They wanted to destroy the rules that God gave us. So that in that point, they'll be able to come in and do whatever they want to do and twist humankind in their own image of their own God. That's the, that's what they're doing here. Remember, Lucifer, as far as they're concerned, this Einsoft, this snake in a tree that they're trying to resurrect to the rebuilding of a third temple, he's a hermaphrodite. He's a transgender. And to them, being a transgender is the greatest expression of a human being can ever have. They don't want you to have children anymore. They hate that. They absolutely loathe it. They're going to want to grow children in test tubes and have like a, a race of slaves and a race of leaders and a race of weirdos. This is exactly what they did in Genesis chapter 6. That's why Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter, the mentor, the son of the most high God, God, when he came down in the form of Jesus as man, said to us, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. He knew it was going to happen because he's omnipresent. He sent us Christ. He warned us they were going to do this, and they're doing it. 
But that doesn't mean we have to skip along with them and say how much fun this is and kumbaya and let's forget about the past and forget about walking in love with Christ. Let's just forget about all that and embrace this new trend transgender ideology. It's like Karl Marx said. You give him a generation of the children, which is what they've done now, he'll change everything. Because this next generation that thinks that being a pansexual like Miley Cyrus, that weirdo pervert, when they think that everything like that is okay, they're going to teach their children the same thing. They'll teach their children to hold the same thing. Within 60 years, the United States, as we know it, will no longer exist. I mean, at all. It won't, unless we stop this. And now we're seeing Republican candidates all over the country that are running and basing their entire candidacy on Jesus Christ and on Christianity, having worship and praise at their, you know, when they're winning their primaries. This is what we all have to do. They haven't hacked every single election system in the country. That's why I say to you, I say this very sincerely, you've got to start at your local levels. You've got to start with your county school boards, your city commission, your county commission. All of this stuff, we have to take that back first. The top is so corrupt. In the book that I'm reading right now, you know, Dead Men Tell No Tales about Jeffrey Epstein, it even poses the question, is he still alive? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Mossad doesn't kill Mossad, and they go into detail about Ghislaine Maxwell being Mossad, her husband, her father being Mossad, Jeffrey Epstein being brought into Mossad by Ghislaine Maxwell, and what an unbelievable corrupt scoundrel and liar that Jeffrey Epstein was. This book's pretty interesting, but it just goes into more detail on all the different things that I've told you guys that they're already doing and that they've done and the whole cover-up with the Jeffrey Epstein mess. So always remember – Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus and understand that our battle is not against flesh and blood. And if we do that and we stand firm in the word of God and we do what we're supposed to do in God's eyes, he'll reward you guys. He'll give you peace, the peace that passes all understanding if we keep our hearts and minds in Jesus. On this Memorial Day, we're coming to you live here from St. Louis and from Auburn Hill all at the same time via technology. We want you to know that we appreciate you and your support for this show and your support for Health Masters. We love you guys, and we thank you for all that you do. Stand your ground, like it says in Ephesians. We haven't prayed for you yet this morning. I'm going to pray for you right now. God bless you, all of you. Also, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, thank you again for the support, and I hope everybody has an absolutely blessed day today. And giving everybody an update, the organic food buckets are back on the website. Uh, basically, they're delayed but they are shipping out in waves we're getting small batches of them so we're getting caught up so you can pre-order them on the website right now and of course i told you guys last week on friday show the freedom five coupon f-r-e-e-d-o-m number five freedom five that is basically the uh, coupon code for the weekend for memorial day you guys can use it anything you want on the store except for a few key items like the ultimate multiple uh, capsules that are already on sale for 25 percent off and some stuff like that so be sure to take advantage of that this week you want to use it, that will be ending uh, tonight, uh, end of Memorial Day today. So, again, we thank you for the support, and I just encourage a lot of you. I, I get a lot of emails, and I appreciate the encouragement as well because I, you know, I can use it sometimes. <laughs> I get a lot of people that are really starting to get vocal, and they're telling me stories about how they're getting involved locally, how they're getting vocal, how they're standing up, how they're you know, encouraging other people. And I just, that, that literally makes me feel so good inside when I know other people – are trying to push back as well. That I'm not just, you know, the lone survivor out here. And, you know, a lot of my friends, I encourage them to do the same. A lot of them, they've looked at me and they've gone, dude, okay, you know, you're right. I see what you're doing with this. Let's go. And when you go out in public the same way, and I tell everybody all the time, I said, question it. It's your right to question things, my friends. There's nothing wrong with questioning something. There's nothing wrong with clarifying something. If something doesn't add up, if something doesn't make sense, if something doesn't say, 
vibe, so to speak, use a current you know term. If you don't feel like it's adding up, you it's okay to question it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not a conspiracy theory because you simply don't want to go along with what somebody's telling you. This is what they continually try to do with the mainstream media is they try to push a narrative out there and then any other counter question, anything that does not go along with the narrative, it automatically is misinformation, you know, neo-Nazi racist skinhead terminology. You're a bigot for even thinking it. That's what they try to do. Well, guys, that is a very clear psychological tactic of somebody that's lying to you. That's what somebody does when they're lying to you. They tell you a lie. When you don't believe it, they make you seem like you're the crazy one for not believing them when in reality they're the ones that are lying to you. So again, look at everything from a broad perspective and go, okay, does this make fully sense? Talk to people. Talk to people that are involved. And on top of that, continue to stay strong. Keep your immune system strong. I had another person email me. I was going through some emails this morning asking about the whole monkeypox charade. I responded to him. I said the same thing. I said, dude, it's, it's another viral load. It's the same thing. Protocol stays the same. If it's even something that's floating around, I said, it's pretty difficult to catch. This isn't something that's very contagious unless you have like skin-to-skin contact with somebody that's got lesions or basically you're involved in gay engagements with your state over in Europe. So I don't think there's a huge threat to anybody. So again, my friends, always question the narrative. Thank you again for the support of healthmasters.com continue to get the truth out there and stand your convictions if you believe it you know it's true don't counter it don't fall back stand firm on it y'all have a blessed safe memorial day hope you guys have a blast and i'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.